I'm in a dream. I'm nothing like the others. I own this world. This game was meant for you, William. But you must play it alone. Where is the center of the maze? Anything so full of splendour. Welcome to the Way Out Westworld podcast. I'm your host Laura, and bringing themselves back online to talk about everything Westworld with me are Mac and Gary. This is your spoiler warning. We'll be talking up to and about episode two of series two. It's called Reunion. So if you haven't watched it yet, just just go away and watch it. Come back later. We'll wait for you. So so far, the rebellion's still in full flow. Dolores is leading a band of hosts to find William's mysterious weapon, but could be about to butt heads with Maeve. We've learned a little bit more about the Delos takeover of Ford and Arnold's Argos initiative, and the man in black has turned into Billy Napels now that the ghost spirit of Ford won't let anyone join in his game. So, to kick off, it's been an interesting two episodes to kick off season two. What's been your WTF moments, Mac? Well, Laura, I'd first like to say that you did mention that you are the host, and I'd like to make it clear to our listeners that you are a real person. And we, can, can we confirm that, guy? She is, yes. Yeah, I think Although, that's right. Look, I cannot guarantee that I have not been killed in a sort of weird murder-suicide type situation, and we'll find out in like episode eight or nine. We, we should just go with the flow and see if it turns out. Yeah, it turns okay. Turns out I'm alive. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Right. Yeah. I explain a lot of things. That's good. But I think in terms of the first two episodes, my WTF moment, do you know, I really like the interaction between Maeve and Sizemore. Sizemore really annoyed me in the first season. Mm -hmm. And just seeing Maeve hold him there, humiliate him, make him strip off, and just throw one of his lines back back at him, I just loved that. I thought it was a really great moment. Maybe not the most shocking of moments, but in terms of just humiliating a character I didn't like, loved that. It is nice to see the weapon that he has built. He wouldn't see it as a weapon, but all these narratives that he has used against people, he's not seen them as, as being, well, they're not human, but he's definitely not seen them as human. It's nice to see them now use that against him. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And, um, yeah. It, was, it, was, it was just a great kind of character moment for Maeve and just shows her kind of the power that she's wielding at the moment over the humans. Absolutely. Gary, anything that shocked you? For me, it's the imagery is one of the biggest things for me from the show. Uh, two of the standout moments from the first episode was, one, seeing one of the Native American hosts being scalped in an effort to get information from him. Seeing it from the other side is quite a shocking thing to actually witness. The second thing for me was the bodies in the sea. Yes. Which very, for me, mirrored a lot of what we're seeing presently with the migrants trying to escape from whatever war they're facing back home. So I thought it's very timely as much as it's Mm. set or supposedly set in the past. There's a lot of things that do, you do wonder if Jonathan Nolan and Lisa Joy have some sort of weird ability to see in the future because even all of this possible data capture and we're all going through this fun Cambridge Analytica, yeah. Cambridge Analytica, Battlestar Galactica, as it is now known. <laughs> um, yeah, we're going through this weird, weird position where maybe our data has been stolen, and mm-hmm. we're we're working that out. And is this what the Delos Corporation was about all along? 
should Mark Zuckerberg yeah. be questioned about this? <laughs> is he trying to build robots? I think the creators definitely wanted in on that meme where the Simpsons predicted everything, so they now yes. want Westworld to start predicting Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Or maybe even just telling the news, because it pretty much is the news at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's... it's kind of less well I'd say less stressful but it's not it's really <laughs> stressful <laughs> to watch Westworld sometimes um, so one of the the biggest deal for me in episode 2 was the arrival of Peter Mullen oh yes fantastic oh, Peter Mullen's the big in man. it it's, it's, it's refreshing to see a Scotsman in an American show with a Scottish accent absolutely the first thing I said when he came on screen is I hope he's kept the accent yeah maybe not the full Peter Heed accent but just a Aye. good dose of yeah because it was Scott. a it was a question mark when he was in Quarry and he had an American accent in that and it was very Gerard Butler yeah so yeah and of course, um, he, he, and he had the American. He used the C oh. word, which in Scottish, like with a Scottish accent, doesn't yeah. sound any more aggressive. No, not no, at all. No. It was it's it was quite polite. light on the way you used it. I thought, oh, that, thank you for that. I could watch that with my parents and not feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the the big thing for me seeing Peter Mullen was this idea that it is. James Delos is a Scottish man who's running this Westworld and there's a lot of questions to be asked about this. First of all, Delos, I have not heard of any Scottish Deloses near no, me. No, no, never. Don't know if it's the big Delos family if we part we'll it. check the don't phone book. Yeah, mm. <laughs> we're going to have to go through the phone, <laughs> find out which town they're from, maybe it'll all make sense. Um, yeah, seeing Big Jimmy Delos running the show brings a lot of questions, but like anyone like any sort of Scottish expat that ends up abroad in Spain and suddenly opens up that Scottish theme bar, mm -hmm. what Scottish touches are you now expecting to see in Westworld? Well, you know, I would like to see... Now, this is obviously... I'm assuming this is way beyond present day right now. So, Jim, hopefully, was a fan of Still Game, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I would love to see Sweetwater's own Jack and Victor. <laughs> just a, not even, it doesn't need to look like Ford, Kieran and Greg, Greg Hempel, but just a kind of their own version. Two old guys sitting at the bar, dishing out the pattern. And their own clansmen. And their own yes. clansmen. Mm -hmm. Now, yes. you, you, clansmen, something along those lines would be brilliant. Even a Bobby the Barman character. <laughs> Absolutely. Although they're probably, the barman gets shot quite a lot of times, so, you know. It could be, almost be Bobby. Yeah, I mean, it could just that same level of crabbitness yes, from, from being shot and having all those fights in your bar and dealing with them. Mm -hmm. Gary, anything you want to see? When we spoke before the podcast, I did say I would quite like to see them going out on hunting expeditions, this time taking on the haggis. Because <laughs> Absolutely, the not, feared haggis. Yeah, well, not to tar all <laughs> Americans with the same brush, but we have, in the past heard people who assume that the haggis is an actual animal, mm -hmm. so I'd quite like to see what that would look like. Absolutely. Absolutely. Personally, I just think that this is all a very elaborate scheme and that the maze, when they get to the very end, the very, very last episode, they'll open a little hatch and inside they will find the last glass bottle of original recipe Iron Brew. <laughs> oh my they will God. store it there, they will hide it there and that will be the reward the for the person. Grail. Absolutely. Right now, it feels like the Holy Grail. Is it, I can't is find it anywhere. It's the, is this the, is the end game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just to find that sweet, what was it, 46% sugar? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is all they are fighting for. But it would really need, for the payoff, it would need to be a Scottish guest finding this. Because, I mean, can you just imagine 
I don't know, even if it was Dolores looking at this glass bottle of iron brew and going, what is this? Yeah, chucking it away, smashing yeah. it. Yeah, she uh, would do that. A nation cries at the she screen. She would do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I can't. Oh, I'm just sorry. I just got lost thinking about original recipe iron brew there for a moment. Um, So, obviously, James, Big Jimmy Delos, as I'm now calling him, ties in very much to the man in black. If this is a shock for you, again, you probably should have watched all the episodes. <laughs> um, but the man in black is James's son-in-law through a very interesting marriage relationship. We saw a bit more of his William's home life, William the man in black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, his five-year-old daughter interacting. I, th- I assume she's five. She, <laughs> she looks, looks about five or six. Five, five or six. Give her tea. My primary one. Um, interacting with Dolores at a party, which is quite an interesting scenario when you wonder does the wife know about this romantic backstory yeah. these adventures they've been on it was quite a I mean she did moment. have a look bet- there was a look between Dolores and William mm-hmm. and you wonder if the wife's noticed that because you, you saw her f- yeah. eye line flip between yeah. the two of them oh, yeah. I, think it, I think she shot daggers at Dolores I Absolutely. really did I thought there was a look of I know a bit more than what you two make out you know I mean, this is it. William went away, a really delightful boyfriend, had essentially a stag party weekend, mm-hmm. comes back from Westworld, a changed man. Yeah. Who knows what happened ways. there? Many, many ways. Yes. Now he's really ruthless and he's trying to take over the company and he's not speaking to your brother. That must mm. be a really difficult home life. That feels like an episode of Jeremy Kyle in <laughs> itself. It, it just makes me wonder if anyone comes back from Westworld or any of the parks for that reason mm-hmm. does anyone come back you know just the same because they're going out and they've got this opportunity and we'll probably talk about this later but the opportunity to sin yeah. and once yes. once they've had that experience of sinning whatever mm-hmm. vice it may be they, you're going to be a change yeah, person you when can't you come go back. back the same no no, no. no. it's it is much in the same way as a probably messy weekend and uh off a Spanish island it very much is what you put into the weekend as to what you're going to get out Mm -hmm. and how long that hangover will last and whether it'll be just a literal hangover because you spent a bit too long in Sweetwater's bar or whether you're coming back with a limp because you fell off a horse chasing someone or you just come back as a murderer oh yeah that as well yeah yeah yeah. I mean that must be a shift in mindset like how do you go back to your work on a Monday and take a 10am conference call yeah. When it's like, oh, I just killed some folk at the weekend. <laughs> just, how was your weekend? Oh, shot some people. Yeah. Shot some people, followed a maze for a bit. So, did you notice, sorry, just to mm-hmm. interject, did, did you notice at that home party, the guest star that briefly drifted past the blonde woman? Oh, that looked awful, Battlestar Galactica. Armistice? No, oh. She was also there. Oh, I missed that. See, I thought there was maybe a nod of the hat to Battlestar Galactica because it looked like uh, one of the Cylons walking past. But then I don't know if I'm seeing things and I'm very well aware I've mentioned Battlestar Galactica yeah. twice. I don't know if there's show. a Battlestar Galactica world. Oh, could you imagine? Well, there's got to be maybe a future world or a space world yeah. or something. We've got West, we've got a tiger. Wait, there's a tiger kicking Some about. Samurai. Yeah. I'm biting my tongue. How disappointed would you be if it did turn out that there was Scotland world around the corner? I wouldn't be disappointed at all. <laughs> I'd love to see what uh, Jimmy Dallas came up with. <laughs> the Mad Jimmy. Squad. <laughs> the schemes. Aye. You'd see it. There'd be groups of wee bams running about. It'd be brilliant. Postal Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> the young team. 
also maybe like a really futuristic version of M and D's. <laughs> just just kicking about. No, as well. I think M and D's would remain as it is <laughs> even in the future. <laughs> so going back to William. He has mentioned and he showed Dolores. And another bit that we can't quite work out in the timeline, there's at least five, I've five got, times I've, here. I've had about five timelines. Yeah, I've got, yeah. About, I've got five timelines. There's about ish. five timelines. And somewhere between the party um, and before the rebellion, that's as lastly as I can place it. <laughs> it's like a 30-year span, but it's somewhere in there. William showed Dolores this valley, kind of quarry type yeah, situation yep. and mentioned that it was a big mistake to him, but also that it was full of splendor. But this is the weapon that Dolores is trying to get to. She's looking at it, seeing it as a weapon. What could this be? I'm at a loss. I'm definitely at a loss. I have no idea. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of the same. I would love it to be an actual weapon, not this metaphorical weapon like the metaphorical maze we had in season one. Give me a massive gun or something. Just, you know, I don't know. Um, but the, this weapon, could it be all the information that has been stored over the years or that they're planning to store? Or is it this big weapon that can destroy Westworld or... What, like a big red button? A bit, yeah. The kill yeah. switch. The kill yeah. switch, yes. Yeah. Is that the weapon? Button. I was wondering if it could be where they're storing all the data that they're collecting. Is mm. this the visual manifestation of everyone? Is William aware that this could be used against him? Is that why it's a mistake? And Dolores sees it as something she should throw out into the world? Is it... Is it something as simple as a kill switch and they're just going to go in and press it and suddenly that's it done? But I feel like Dolores wants revenge and I feel like yeah. she wouldn't just be happy with the host's end. It can't be anything to kill off the hosts. That doesn't mm -hmm. seem yeah, like that's what Dolores wants. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, it doesn't feel like self-sacrifice is in her. Is in her yeah, especially now that she's toying between Dolores and Wyatt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't really know what to call her anymore. I'll, I'll still call it I'll Dolores. I'll call it Dolores. Yeah. 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 I never liked the, the name Wyatt, so I'll call it Dolores. Yeah. She's, uh, she's definitely turned into an interesting character. Um, speaking of her, she has a very interesting interaction with our other um, rebellion leader, Maeve. Yes. Both um, out for very different reasons. Yeah. I mean, I thought that they gave that away quite early, the, the confrontation between the two parties, if you will. They come across both with their, their man in tow and their kind of sidekick, Sizemore being, you know, a very bad sidekick. Yeah. But I he think it was... He can hold the horses. He can hold the horses <laughs> you know, and kind of amble about. Look, I am here. He can draw maps. Yeah. That's true. He could probably write you a really good novel if you really wanted. Like, he could... But I just thought that was... It was great to see them this early on, but I hope there is... A, they come back together in some way in later episodes, but I really loved that interaction. It just showed, I think it showed Maeve to be much more sentient than than Dolores, um, much almost much more human. Yeah. And she seemed to just kind of wield this power again over everybody around her. This Because Tandy Newton, she's so charismatic, but even on screen you think her character just, she has control of the room. Yeah. She, to me, in a very topical reference reminded me of Neo from the Matrix. <laughs> she seems to the be one. she's the one. She seems to be seeing how the game is played. She knows what's happening here. She's very much the uh, another very topical reference Star Wars. She seems to be the light to Dolores's dark mm -hmm. here. Maeve seems to be in it for love, Dolores in yeah, it for the hate. Yeah, the end games are very different. Yeah, I mean you've saw it, you've seen it from episode 1 where 
she has this almost maternal instinct of not so much protection, but she wants to get somewhere in the hope that the child that's in her mind is real. Yeah. Whereas Dolores, on the other hand, there's destruction there. And I think there's going, this, is going to, this is going to be a lot of conflict between now and the end. But I just mm-hmm. hope it doesn't go down the route of like a twist because mm-hmm. it doesn't look as if this series is about twists. It's just about letting the story organically unravel. I think that's a really good point about the kind of maternal instincts because with, with Dolores, it seems like she is on a killing spree, a rampage to get to this, to where she needs to go. Whereas with Maeve, she's been told about by Sizemore that the daughter might not be who she thinks, the daughter might not recognise her. But what is more human than chasing after a lost cause? What is more human than kind of love, essentially? Yeah. She Absolutely. is chasing after that. Yeah. So to me, she is the most human out of the, mm-hmm. the hosts and, the, in my opinion, the most powerful. But then also what is more human than a little dose of revenge? (laughs) (laughs) Shooting a whole lot of people, it seems, with Dolores. She's really really going for it. So the kind of, the three missions that appear to be happening at the moment do feel like Dolores is out for the weapon and revenge. Mm -hmm. Maeve is out to find this missing daughter, who if it turns out is not a daughter, I will be crying physical tears at the television because I just feel so sorry for her at the moment. Mm-hmm. She's got a lot of power, but I just really hope she finds something at the yeah. end of this this mission. And then we've got the man in black who finally has got his own game to play. Yep. Finally, yep. Ford has allowed him to play a game. It's like it was a sort of preamble. He had Everyone else had to get there, but now his game started. Yeah. We just don't really know what it is yet. No, and nobody's <laughs> nobody's letting him find out. And no. obviously as we've seen with the Mexican standoff, if you will. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that was another fantastic moment in the episode was the appearance of Gustavo Fring. Yes. Anyone who loves Breaking Bad or Better Crawl Saul will be so happy. Although he didn't bring chicken, which is obviously no. a disappointment. But then is it is there gonna be a Los Pollos Hermanos just around the corner? Is that <laughs> next to the Klansman? Was yeah, next yes. to the Klansman, was he looking for a new place to put this franchise? <laughs> so he appears a very short space of time as uh, El Lazo, who is a character that has been played by other hosts before, but this is his time I keep wanting to call him Gustavo Fring. Gustavo Fring's time to shine. <laughs> mm. Um he is there. Now not through Googling, because I'm very good at Spanish, but through Googling, <laughs> I have discovered that that means The Loop, his name. Ah. So the man in black has appeared in front of a man who's literally called The Loop and been told that no one else is allowed to play this game with him. Mm-hmm. How do you think he's feeling? Frustration? Yeah, it feels a bit yeah. like, I mean, shooting him, shooting the dead body. Yeah, there was a bit of anger times, there. There was a oh, little yeah. bit of, a little bit of, I think that's what I love most about the man in black is that it's, it is, very much that human reaction to, oh, screw this. Like, what is <laughs> <Yeah>. this? <laughs> this is exhausting. I almost felt that was a little bit out of character for the man in black to want other people to help him. Like, he has been a kind of maverick, a solo guy. Now, I know he's had Lawrence along the ride with him, but Lawrence is his trusty sidekick who he saved time and time again on a loop. But I just feel that the Dolores forming an army that makes sense to me yeah man in black wanting an army no you need to go you are meant to go alone yeah ford knows this yep. and you should know this yeah and it just it felt a wee bit out of character for him to want a bunch of pals to come along with him that's 
this is it. But is he seen this as protection? Because for the first time in 30 or yeah. so years... 35, I think 35 it is. years. If he gets shot, this could be an issue. I mean, he's no, he's not a young man anymore, but he can, he can still go with the best. Of yeah, them. he still can, mm-hmm. and he's, he gets a real thrill. You can see that when he, he do, has yeah. the battles, he gets such a thrill out of that. Mm-hmm. And Ed Harris is great. He just, he is the oh, lone gunslinger. He's fantastic. One of the things I was worried about when season one ended that was that we'd lose Jimmy Simpson as William as young man in black, and I'm so glad that they've found a way to bring both of them back mm-hmm. because yeah. I think that was the beauty of the twist in episode 10 was that you'd had 10 episodes to really like both yeah. characters they were two separate characters in my head Aye, and both are iterations like yes. the young naive guy going with his best pal to experience yep. and then what he's become having now experienced yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. do you think they do Westworld insurance for this there must be a lot of people that don't come back the same that maybe or don't come back, don't come don't back, come back, back. at all anymore yeah. There's a lot of people. I'm just wondering if that's a whole market. Oh, in I, I think I think they'll also have that all sewn up in their terms and conditions when you sign up. Yep. They, they'll make sure that no other company can provide insurance because that's where the that's where the money yeah. is really. Absolutely, it's going to be like the Apple terms and conditions yeah. though, where they're like <laughs> oh, twenty thousand yeah, pages it. long. No, just yeah, agree. It's Apple, like, if get, you're get, listening, I've read all the terms and conditions. <laughs> I know exactly what you have done. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely didn't skip them. Please don't come after me. Are we are we ever going to touch on Bernard? Well, this is it. it because feels as he's though... also got a, a, a timeline that he's in because his is almost two weeks after the rebellion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But before, I think it's set around about the same time as Dolores's. Yes. Whereas Maeve's is pretty much right after. Mm-hmm. So I find it quite interesting, or I will find it quite interesting to see what his endgame is now that obviously he's aware of his own being. Yeah. Absolutely. He knows now that he is a host, Mm -hmm. will he be on the host side? Will he be on the side of the humans? I I think he'll be on the side of the host. I think you can quite clearly see from, you know, just talking to Dolores as Arnold. But even Arnold wanted, it, it seemed like he preferred hosts to humans. Like he had this fascination with Dolores. And I think, you know, if we're talking DNA going into Bernard, that, you don't lose that. No. So I think Bernard, as a host, he'll want to side with the host, even though he's pretending to strand and those special ops guys that he is a real person. Mm-hmm. He knows he's a host. Maybe he's maybe he's playing a game against them. Absolutely. And even that two-week break, he has run about with the human survivors, the guests mm-hmm. of the VIP night. He has tried to protect them. He has help them get out well as, as far as they could because yep. most of them it seemed like were hunted down and yeah i still want to question murdered. why one of the guests was allowed to run off while the rest of them were that's that kind of like fun western game isn't it yeah of, you yeah. Know, yeah might as well like build we'll a bit of time in our yeah. yeah there's no cars here it's just you know <laughs> we've got a horse yeah. you don't we'll just let you pretend for a bit <laughs> we'll take a break and make some tea and mm-hmm. then we'll come back and get you in half an hour yeah, it's interesting to see that he he seemed okay. Not really. He was having a bit of glitch, but he he seemed in a better position than emotionally than where he is two weeks later when mm-hmm. he wakes up on the beach and yeah. he yeah. seems a lot more torn inside. You've got to wonder what happened those two weeks. Yeah. What happened to Tessa Thompson? <laughs> Where is she? She, well, I don't know. 
she should have been in Infinity Wars and she turns up in Westworld, Westworld. so it was good to see her because uh, I, I quite liked her in season one yeah. I thought she was yeah. quite good a good introduction she was a good foil for Sizemore as mm-hmm. well so it was good to see her and you can clearly see she's got a wee bit of knowledge about the park and her, her and Bernard's dynamic will be interesting to yeah. see go along yeah I mean the the scene within the lab yeah where Bernard was trying to keep his glitches to himself yes mm-hmm. Make me think that if she finds out that he is, well, if he's about to turn, mm-hmm. that he might not have long left in yeah. the game. Um, but also, can we talk about those well, muscular horses? The drones, yes. Yeah. Those are hideous. That was uh, slightly terrifying. Yeah. I don't know. I, I felt like he reacted a lot. A, a lot calmer than I would if I turned around and found that guy staring at me. Yeah, right there. Right in your face. Yeah. Right in front of you. Sorry, I did do that hand yeah. in front of my face and <laughs> forgot it was on a mic. But I mean, so we've seen two of them. Do you think there's more? This is it. And if there is more, where are they hiding them? Mm-hmm. How do you get, how do you work for so long in this and for the Delos Institute? The Delos company and not see these guys can yeah. not meet them in the canteen. Well you've got to you've <laughs> got to think there's versions of those drones in all six of the parks. I mean I'm assuming mm-hmm. we're, they're collecting the DNA and the data from guests in all the parks, mm-hmm. not just Westworld. So there's got to be versions of those guys. It got me wondering though, why did they even have humans in the first place? What working there? Working there. Yeah. Why are you like? Why have you got all these risky guys that remember in season one that were doing some weird things to the hosts mm-hmm. when they were um, coming in for cleanup? Why even have humans if you've got these six foot drones kicking about? That's a good point. Or was this another one of these weird things that Arnold and Ford were doing secretly without the other one knowing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where where did these? I'll be interested to see in the next few episodes where they came from and where they're going to end up. So, the weapon, still early days, we have no idea what it's going to be. Do you think that Bernard is going to end up in the same place? Do you think we're all coming to to see this one valley? Or do you think everyone's in it for their own? Are there several different places that these characters are going to end up? I think we'll see people going their separate ways for their own missions mm-hmm. um, and I definitely think we'll see them in different areas of the different parks yes, if you will. this is it because it doesn't from from obviously seeing the washed up tiger yes. and then if anyone's mm-hmm. watched the trailer for the next episode mm-hmm. there appears to be another tiger in it is it the tiger from The Walking Dead that just happened to stroll past because <laughs> yeah. it was looking for a job? Another crossover. Another crossover. Oh. I don't know if I'd go into The Walking Dead park. That feels... I mean, Westworld seems quite stressful, but there's nice light moments in Sweetwater, but well, a Walking Dead park would break I me. don't think you need to worry about that. I think the, the Westworld, as it is at its most you know, future in the timeline, pretty much is a walking dead part. There's a lot of dead bodies yeah. kicking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was convinced that Ford would still be alive until they flipped him over and he was, you know, very maggot-filled. I'll but put then, it in a, was like that way. Ford? This is it. This is it. I, I think it's one of those things that if I ever work for a company, I'm going to check I, and see how clever the men in charge are. Yeah, because yeah. I definitely think he has that 
twisted mentality that he can create of own version of mm-hmm. himself. Ford is playing chess, everybody's playing checkers. This I think Ford is ten steps ahead of everybody else. Yeah. And now with Ford appearing to the man in black Or the younger Ford. Younger young Ford. Ford. And then it also felt like El Lazo was kinda speaking as yep. Ford. Yep. There was a touch of this whole um, I mean the elephant metaphor, taking it back to the circus. This idea that you this game is for you, but you're only to play it by yourself does feel a little bit like if Ford is dead, is he in the cloud now? Is he just downloading himself into various hosts as and when they arrive? Maybe. Does anyone understand how the cloud works in real life? How does Ford understand how the cloud works? <laughs> I can't get the cloud to work. I can't even get pictures to store on the cloud. How can Ford do a full game from it? That's what I need to know. I think we're going to see more of Ford as the episodes go on because I think, you know, the man in black has to reach these checkpoints, if you will, mm-hmm. and there'll be a, maybe another bit of Ford storyline coming from another character. And it's just this, these kind of similar lines that the, the these kind of checkpoint characters are repeating back to, to the man in black. I think we'll start to see Ford in different locations. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think Ford doesn't appear to be speaking to anyone else. No, no. Just the man in black at the moment. So it does make you wonder who else wrote the narratives for Dolores and Maeve you remember in the end of season one when Maeve's in the elevator and she gets told that mm-hmm. actually this you were supposed to come here this whole time like yeah. check this out yeah. you you've done exactly you wore the dress we thought you'd wear you've got the handbag <laughs> you've got the information you're gonna go on this train yeah. you've done exactly what we thought it'd be interesting to see if Maeve is still on this loop is there something else coming for her or do you think they're all freewheeling now is this just I, I've got to say I think in terms of the host acting by themselves I want to believe it. I want to believe Maeve has become more sentient. I want to believe Dolores is making these decisions. But just knowing the twisted mind, as you said, of Ford guy, he could just be controlling all of this. Yeah. You know, he could be deciding, I know I'm going to make them run into each other. I'm going to make them create an army. Because ultimately, you know, Dolores is going for, she's going to glory or she's going to the weapon. So is the man in black. He is, I think, looking for that as well. Yeah. So there's going to, come to a head where maybe all three of them meet there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this is Ford's game for William this it's the end it. game maybe in episode one of season two when Bernard is standing looking at the water and says I killed them all to me I wondered if that was him I don't know if it, I don't know if Westworld's now trained me to think too highly about situations did he just literally kill them or has he killed them through these stories because he knew he created See, them? Yeah, I think it's through the stories. I think he it's guilt on his part for what he played and how it's all turned out now. Yes. Um I don't think he's got it in him to kill everyone himself. No. There's there's still a almost gentle side to Bernard that we don't really see out of anyone else. Yeah. Especially if two weeks prior, he was really struggling to stand up. Yes. He yes. was not in a good, healthy way. Mm-hmm. Whether but he could be the one to murder several tens of... don't know if it reached hundreds of hosts, but, but it mean, didn't look like a good amount. No. Correct me if I'm wrong, that lake, or uh, lock as we say, uh, was not... <laughs> it is Scottish uh, Westworld. Yeah, Scottish Westworld. <laughs> Jimmy Dale you know, got to it. say it properly. Um, that didn't exist, did it? No, no one. They were surprised. To know. They were surprised to find that. Yeah, so that doesn't appear if, to be on the if map. If we're talking about he literally killed him, could he have set out 
you know, water cannons or something that created this. And so he gathered all the hosts in one place and then just dropped do you think a ton of water on them. Do you think he's just done a, it's my ball, I'm going home Maybe. and just flooded them? Just <laughs> yeah. went, oh, user exhausting, I'm done. Floods. I think, I think that would be too easy to do. I'd rather go with Gary's suggestion, but I think you just don't know with Bernard at the moment. No, and I don't think Bernard knows where Bernard's I really at the don't. Moment. Yeah, no. I think you're right I really about that. don't. He's had a difficult, a difficult time of it in the past. Yeah few weeks of Westworld. I mean, another person who my sympathies go out to because he's having a very difficult, difficult few days are poor Teddy. Oh, Teddy, Teddy, Teddy. Poor Teddy. You have a lovely girlfriend. You think everything's going okay. You like picking up her cans. Yeah, she's really clumsy with her shopping. (laughs) Like, you just, you just hang about and now you've got this new thing where you have to like take her to the beach and cry. She dies in your arms, but like everything's going smoothly. And now she's just murdering folk and saying some really strange things. Yeah, that's got you know, to make you wonder whether or not it's the relationship for you. This yeah. is it. If you, I mean, this if she can it. keep that from you for any length of time. Yeah, now she wants to be known as Wyatt. Like it's yeah, a, I mean, oh. And I mean, last time she was known as Wyatt, she got you personally to murder a bunch of people in a town, mm-hmm. all culminating in the death of Arnold. Like, <laughs> is this a relationship he should still be in? This is the thing with Teddy, right? I, I really like James Morrison as an actor. I, I really, I'm not fond of Teddy the character. I think... I think he's a bit of a beige cardigan. I think he's <laughs> he, he is he is the milky bar kid. Like he tries to ride in his horse, save the day, he gets shot. Ride in the horse, gets shot. Now he's on this quest and you could see especially with the hanging scene in, in episode one, when he was looking on, he didn't look comfortable. No. Nah. He, he thought this isn't right. Now is he running an old narrative? Is he running this new narrative? Um and then we got that brief glimpse of him. Choking out the well, choking the uh, uh, the Dallas employee against the wall, and I thought that's what I want to see. A Teddy, yeah. Teddy needs to become a bit of fire in his belly. Absolutely, yeah. he needs to become more of a maverick. He needs to almost become more like Dolores. Is it I, in him though? Will he turn more like know. Maeve? Is he a man that has all of his narratives have been based around love? Is this Maybe. something? Does he have the hate in him? Yeah. He is the white the white hat at the end of the day. He is the white hat, Compared, the milky bar hat. This is it. <laughs> He's he does through all of episode two feel like he is one bit of bad news away from just crying. Yeah, in the he is. For a he is hours. the loyal puppy to yeah. Dolores. Yeah. It feels as if he's just an accessory to her. Yeah, it is interesting that she's kept him there as if it's just because she has to. You know, there's a there is a loyalty there. She is dismissing a whole other bunch of people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that have not been allowed to be part of her gang yet. He's there. There's a lot around Dolores as well I want to talk about. A lot of religious imagery that seems to be appearing when she, first of all, her pal um, appears to have a crown of thorns that no one's explained. She's just (laughs) got this crown of thorns that she's wearing. I mean, it's a great accessory. She really suits it. (laughs) I'm sure it'll be on ASOS soon. But there's that. And then there's also when she meets up with the Confederales, Mm They appear in a very Last Supper yeah, yes. style uh-huh. yep. situation. Is is Teddy going to be the one that betrays her? Should we be seeing Dolores as this sort of godlike figure? Is she really, she really pure evil? And it's they're just throwing us off the scent here. I mean, I, I think her and the, the man in black have got kind of almost god complexes to them. Their characters, definitely. Dolores, you know, she kills people, brings them back to life. She's almost, you know, she's raising the dead. Yes. That's what she, so to get people on her side, she kills them and raises the dead to, to confirm to her beliefs. And then you've got the man in black who's always talking about sins and people have sinned. And 
I don't know. I, I just think that could those two paths could cross these two massive egos, if you will, yeah. will cross over. Yeah. And there's going to be sparks flying. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to see how it turns out in the next few weeks. We've got Dolores slash Wyatt still in our quest, dragging poor Teddy along. We it'll be interesting as well to see what William's been up to in the past. Mm-hmm. There was there was touches of his home life there. There was touches of um, how badly affected Logan is <laughs> by yep. his whole dilemma. But we've yet to see William sort of day to day working with the Delos. Mm-hmm. Um, building Westworld and also James Delos didn't look particularly healthy it'll be interesting to see no. how he swung this and mm-hmm. there was mentions in season one about um, William having cured a lot of illnesses is this something that he's interested in I mean at the end of the day he is buying a park for his data mining and marketing collection yeah. or is that just what he's saying because he just wants to live in the happy little Westworld forever but that just brings us on to my question for the week. If you ended up in Westworld, we've kind of worked out that it's about £40,000 a day, $40,000 a day to get in there. So you're going to have to win Euro Millions first. But you've booked yourself a long weekend at Westworld. Where are you going to? Are you just staying in Sweetwater? Are you heading to the bit of the park where the laws start to disappear? Where are you going to end up going? Um... First of all, I can't ride a horse, so I'm going to be That's kind of struggling good point. with getting around. <laughs> I think I'd go in there with aspirations of... Oh, and by the way, I'll be wearing complete all-white cowboy outfit. That I think doesn't I just seem... Look, yeah. it's, it's impractical. Oh, yeah. It lo- it'll look very gaudy. You'll spill, but, like, the first glass of whiskey on yourself. Yeah. Like, you're going to have stains yeah. <laughs> almost immediately. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think it'll look okay. Are you spending your weekend in the lawn drama? I think... <laughs> <laughs> I think I go in there with aspirations of, you know, grabbing a shotgun, joining up with uh, some, some good guys and heading out to Pariah and chasing some bandits. But I think ultimately I'll just end up in the bar uh, giving requests to the unmanned piano. That's it. I mean, he does know a lot yeah. of really good songs. Yeah. There's a I lot mean, of talk- Kanye West. Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Kanye uh-huh. West world. Oh, really? Oh, very good. I mean, I do think the Kanye West one was cheating, though, because that is already a piano track. But I'll let them away with it because the first season had some absolute belters. Belters, yeah. Absolute belters. Gary, where are you going? In Westworld. Well, I'll definitely not be taking my wife, so that <laughs> might tell you where I'm going. Are you going to like really horrify a brother-in-law and then come back and form a corporation? No, 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 no. I'm just, I'm just going to go and enjoy the. Use your words carefully. I am thinking carefully here. I'm going to enjoy the delights of Maeve's mm-hmm. establishment, shall we say? So, I mean, so you're she going seems... on a fishing trip, Rick? Got you. Yeah, 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 a yeah. fishing trip. Got you. Absolutely. See, I'm torn. There's Two parts of me. Part of me, I played a lot of Red Dead Redemption when it was out. So I've spent a lot of time in the Western world deciding what I'd do. And what it turns out I'd mostly do is just really enjoy being a ranch hand. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be there, like, looking after the farm, tending the crops, making sure the cattle are okay. I love that. That That's great. I'd be, like, farm simulator, but in Westworld. The other part of me, the drastic change would be you wouldn't hear from me for two months, but you'd hear of El Lobo. And one day you'd see a wanted poster and be like, why is Laura's face on that wanted poster <laughs> called El Lobo? And it just, eventually I'd just turn up with mud over my face. I'd have done some weird things. There'd be a lot of stories I would not want to talk about. But it probably have ended up with me doing something 
completely stupid. I'd have gotten caught up with the wrong crowd and it just had gone too far and I'm too polite to talk my way out of it. Yeah. <laughs> so I just have stayed with just baddies. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm not going to tell them, listen, guys, you've taken it too far. So obviously, I just have to work up the hierarchy of that outlet. And then, yeah, I'd, I'd just be a lobo. I'm glad, I'm glad there's a drastic turn there, Laura, because I'd be worried that you spent $40,000 to do what you could do on a farm. Yeah. I you mean, can do that here. You can do that here. A Western <laughs> farm. I was going to say we don't have buffalo here, but I'm pretty sure there's one buffalo farm here. <laughs> Maybe I should just call them. Maybe I should. Oh, well, with that, our time in the park is up. Thanks, Gary Mack, for joining me. Thank to you, Laura. Thanks, everything Laura. Westworld. And thank you for joining us on Way Out Westworld. Remember to subscribe so you won't miss our coverage of the next episode, episode three, Virtue e Fortuna. I believe I pronounced that right. If it I haven't, sounded right to me. Yeah. If I haven't yeah. pronounced it correctly, you can tell us on our new Twitter, at Way Out Westworld. <laughs> and then you can be the host because you can use words properly. Um, so tweet us your theories and we'll be back. In the meantime, we're away to put ourselves into a deep and restless slumber. Speak to you soon. Bye.